news networks are not even getting clicks like that. So this shows like there's an opportunity for this, what we're doing here on this show. We want you to be an activist and don't take our word for it. Look that shit up. Pulley. I also like the fact that we kind of argue, bro, because, um, you know, if we all just agreed on this show, then no, nobody's going to be learning nothing. And that's the reason why I'm doing this is because, you know, the media is so uh, left, right or Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal or whatever the hell, libertarian. Like you just get in that only. And the, we to have a proper discourse on any subject, we need to we need to hear multiple perspectives on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's great that wow. we disagree, even though y'all ganging up on me on the on the on the migration stuff. Uh, <laughs> all three of y'all uh, 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 kind of agree, but I think I think I think it's part of the brainwashing. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not trying to say everybody's brainwashed, but if you consume media regularly in the United States and you you're not able to discern stuff, then it's you know. And then they're really good at what they do, so they have their uh, they have their narrative that they keep on feeding you over and over and over again after a while you just be like wait a minute that i think that's true i heard it too many times it's got to be true yeah yeah it's, nah, like, that's... it's like everybody's saying the same thing and you're saying something different so you think you're smarter than everybody no i don't think i'm smarter than everybody it's just that i think that most people have only scratched the surface of these kind of topics to even begin to have an opinion like like the damn um, um, alcohol baths that they was giving the Mexicans that they haven't taught nobody. So yeah. we don't have enough uh, of the nuance. We don't have enough of the you know, I, I can't think of the words because I'm tired, but the rest of it to flesh it out to, to, to really understand the topic, to be able to really give a proper freaking um, opinion on it. All we have is these talking heads and we just regurgitate their fucking word salad. Ah. Yeah, so, yeah. but but getting on here and arguing on the topic, I think that us, us that's on the show, you know, if, like I said earlier, I don't think any of us are going to move from my position, but we can, we'll all become more aware, you know what I'm saying? Of, at the very least, even if we don't, we already know all this stuff, we'll be more aware of the other perspectives of other people's point of view on the subject. You know what I'm saying? How they feel about it. Yeah. How, how they look at it. Because we are all coming at it, you know what I'm saying, different. You know, so we all getting something from it. <sighs> oh, yeah. Got any final words, Doc? You got any final words, Doc? Because ah, I'm about to wrap it. Not so much. <laughs> well, did you learn anything today? 
you know, a lot of this that you were covering, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have read about a lot um, because uh, the stuff I write for my games, like the superhero games, I actually have descendants of that who got chemical baths, who three generations down the line in the 1980s became some of the first superheroes because mm. it messed with the genetics and stuff like that. That's interesting, um, bro. <laughs> like Tuskegee experiment people, things like that. People that were affected by these fucked up shit history. We really did that. And that's part of what inspired early superheroes. So I, used I didn't that know that in my superhero games to, you know, a little bit of flashlight on that. People will want to go, what, what is that? I'll look it up. You'll see. There's a, in the in the in the back of the book or on the back of the character, there's a inspired by this event kind of thing. I'm weird like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Like, and I didn't really know that. So, like, I think of the X Men when you say that. Well, not X Men. Think more Captain America. Okay. You know, a science experiment. Think more uh, the Hulk. Um, Okay. A gamma experiment gone wrong. Um, Frankenstein. A, a weird chemical mixture thrown on these guys that didn't really affect them, but gets into their genetics and their children start showing abilities. And mm. then their children show stronger abilities. And then each generation gets stronger. Well, yeah, okay, X-Men like that, but instead of a mutant it was a scientific chemical change in them yeah but yeah it mutated so yeah it's just a science mutant not a just straight oh well well they they were called children of the atom i mean mutants didn't really appear before until they retconned like the old like wolverine and stuff mutants didn't really start appearing until after the first couple of atomic experiments went on right so that was the fear everybody was like the atomic they don't know what the long-term effects of radiation is because they hadn't tested on humans like that so then they're all like damn it might turn us all into mutants or something or, or maybe it'll give us uh superpowers i've got one guy kind of like ant-man that um, he can grow and shrink because he fell into this big weird vat of uh, experimental GMO uh, water that they were going to use to spray a field to try to get it to grow in like several days and it changed to where he could manipulate his the amount of space between the atoms in his body and he can get bigger or smaller mm. that's interesting I love that kind of stuff I ain't gonna lie I would I would read that is that how can you say that majority people majority of immigrants come here you know under a visa how can you prove that they got numbers for that <sighs> we don't have no numbers for this supposed flood that's coming over there's no numbers to to, to support that okay so so obama just pulled a number out of his ass and said that there was 11 million undocumented people in America, but there's no real way to they get just the said, They just said that in the video about the 11 million undocumented people. 
It just well, said yeah, that no, in the video. Because it said because not yeah, because the number before Trump it was higher. After Trump, they're lower, but there's still ten million of them here based on uh, Mr. B. So right. how, how how did those people? All of those. 10 million were documented and this is over what period of time because it's like okay if only so many can come in like if there's only a million per year so for the last decade we've been having or maybe longer who knows like and who who really can say that 10 million is the real number going by the numbers that they have well, mm-hmm. I, I get, I, I get that, I get that, but I mean, can we have a, a? Is it even possible to have a real account of all the undocumented people? That I mean, I don't think so. I mean, that would be tough. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. But the, the, how much would they be off though? That's the thing. So like, um, and then like your argument is just like there's no substance to it. There's you don't have. I know. To well, back well, that up. well, no, I. I don't need anything to back it up because I mean you just you just said it's probably but, not. But but, but you're I, saying I, I, that eleven million number, yeah, like y'all throwing around that eleven million number. That's the same number of uh, the people who overstay their visas. That's what that number is. Check your Twitch, Twitch check your comments. And, and they have to. I'm gonna I'm read them right now. And they have to. T- um, they have. That's what they do. They kick these people out. So that's why that number doesn't move around that much. Is because. These people are still here. Um, let me read the comments. Family based does better over time. Currently, all numbers of estimated illegals are based on the same document, the U.S. Census. According to their ex- extrapolation of the data, we have 11 to 12 million illegals. I sent a link. So that's still the same so, number. So illegal. So, the, uh, so illegal. Immigrants actually fill out the census papers. Say, hey, I'm illegal and I'm here. Count, account for me. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, he says to the two million encounters. He says Yale University used a more accurate method, where they ran one million projections and came up with an average of twenty-two million illegals. Well, I never saw that. Um, I'd have to see that. I, I me, see. My my only my whole point was is that that was the problem I had with this video is because it has to be speculation. Everything else I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, that's good information. I okay. He debunked most of. I said in the beginning, he debunked pretty much like I can see of what Prager you said. My only issue was it's hard. I can't see how you can come up with that number accurately of undocumented when you know you really don't know the physical count. Yeah, I'm sure that the number is is tough. I mean, there's. there's there's other accounts like one of the uh, that's that one story like one of the last stories like of this one guy who wrote a book and talked about all his efforts that of him you know like he was a failure because he couldn't get into the U.S. or whatever but you know of course that was during a certain period of time but 
either way, like we know that these people are doing it all. Like they're trying to do this all the time. It might be, not be in big numbers, but they're still like they're actively like as we speak. They're probably making a move to try to get in here undetected. So that was that was the whole thing. I'm not saying nothing other than the fact that that's a number that you can't really track. That's all. That was that was all my only point. Let me play the end of his video so he can make make his point. It's only like thirty seconds. Yeah. Most undocumented immigrants came to the United States legally and just overstayed their visas. In fact, the militarization of the United States border is actually what made the problem of undocumented immigration much worse by turning what had once been a seasonal in slash outflow of workers into a permanent undocumented immigration. Boom. I, I'll be talking about the fucking moving back and forth. Let me play that right there again. A seasonal in. It says once been a seasonal in and out flow of workers into a permanent undocumented immigration. Let me play the rest. Flash outflow of workers into a permanent undocumented immigration. And of course, she ends it with a bunch of platitudes that everyone agrees with. So essentially, it just turns into a straw man attack. But overall, just remember that some of what she said was actually true. Some of what she said was straight up false. Most of what she said was misleading. So hopefully watching this long video gave you some more context and nuance. You were paying attention, weren't you? Yeah, so... Um, exactly. Um, I, I know that you guys aren't going to move on your position, but do stop pat all y'all on the, on, on the other side on this from me. Um, and I know you're probably not going to move, but hopefully by the end of this week we can all be a little more educated on the topic. What is that? Uh you know, move on your thoughts of the of the topic. Uh, well, I, think says, I think I think you created uh an idea outside of because I mean which you know happens from time to time between us which i somewhat enjoy sometimes but however i think that you made a narrative of my thoughts that isn't really accurate because i mean honestly i don't have a problem with the immigrants or whatever i honestly if i was to say like i mean there's proof that most most of the mexicans didn't cross the border the border them so you know when we talk about and and then of course the terminology i think can be can get mixed up too because one one thing we're calling an illegal immigrant but i think using the same term when we're saying undocumented because that was something that i was hoping that maybe you would catch and maybe you did maybe you didn't but you didn't really speak on it but okay, undocumented and illegal can be the same thing, but isn't always the same thing. Yeah. Um, Doc says migrant passes and visas were have always been allowed. The caravan shit is not migrants, and they are a new phenomenon. Not a new phenomenon. I completely dis disagree with you, uh, Doc. 
uh, Doc sent me this article right here. It's um, Migrant Encounters Top 2 Million in Calendar Year 2021 on pace for repeat in 2022. But without me even reading this article, just from the, the um, just from the title, um, what I think about is it says Migrant Encounters Top 2 Million. Does that mean that these migrants made it over here? Or does that mean that they, they sent them the other way? You know what I'm saying? That title is misleading because people go away with titles like this thinking they know something. Migrant encounters top two million. So two million migrants was came in in 2021. It's on pace for 2022. That's what your brain, like we was talking about in the other show, how, like I say, your brain computes stuff, like twists it kind of in your mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they know well, the psychology of this stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, some people read something and think that they're actually, they read something that wasn't actually there. Yeah. Or even hear certain things that somebody said that you just kind of took off of, you know, because, you know, you lean to one side more than another, that sometimes your brain allows you to hear it one way than what it, how it was actually said. So I, I somewhat try to account for that, but I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, in some cases, it's just really just not worth the fight. But either way, you know, I, I, I do still stand on what I said, which my only problem with his argument was that, you know, these, you know, it's impossible to come up with a, a true account of these illegal illegal or undocumented because all of them i don't believe all of the undocumented are actually you know just have expired visas i believe some of them are just people who just like i'm out you know i'm not waiting for them to approve me for shit i'm out i'm i'm in america i'm in united states now i i, I just i mean i i just believe that yeah and if you wanted to know what the migrants, you, you would have to look at the um, uh, records over years to look at the trends to be able to have any information from 21 to 22. That's not going to tell you anything. Anybody knows this. If you run a business, you know what I'm saying? You compare your numbers to last year, five years, and maybe yeah, 10 years I, I, I don't believe there's anybody at the border saying tag. All right, your turn. You come in. I'm going out. You know, I mean, it's just. No, because they can't because they, uh, well, they can, but I, they have trouble because of the. It's, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's meant to be a joke. Okay. okay. <laughs> let, let me read. Let me read a little bit more. I'm all. I'm all uh, sensitive on the topic. Right here it says. I know. I know. CDP reports nearly half a million because these are us, bro. And I, I swear to God, bro. I wish people would stop it with the with this division because it's really us that they persecuting at the border. Let me read this. It says CBP it's reports nearly half a million migrants encounters at southern border in first quarter of new fiscal year so here goes another one like because this is in bold it says nearly half a million migrants so border first quarter again that plays with your mind that that little thing let me read this a little bit more it says el paso texas border report u.s authorities stopped another 178,000 
unauthorized migrants at the southern border in December, a 2% increase over the previous month. A U.S. Customs and Border percentage figures now that show that more than 2 million unauthorized migrants came across the Mexican border in the calendar year and were apprehended or turned themselves in, in addition to those not stopped or detected. So, look, another thing, Doc, because you're saying it's a... This, this is only showing a 2% increase. Like, that's nothing. Um, change. Like, they're playing with the numbers like y'all said Mr. Beat was. Uh, the latest figures came amid accusations from Republicans that the Biden administration somehow reported that mass migration hasn't done enough to stem it. They also came amid an outcry from advocates unhappy with the hundreds of thousands of asylum seekers and economic migrants being summer, summarily expelled under the Title 42 public health order to prevent cross-border spread of COVID-19. However, the December figures show only 44% of the encounters resulted in Title 42 expulsion. 78,500 compared to 100,200 processed under Title VIII, which may or may not result in detention. So basically, this uh, paragraph is trying to get you to feel like, okay, well, actually, a bunch of them did stay. It wasn't just encounters at the border. Half of them got to stay. It says CBP said less than 20% of all family unit members were expelled under Title 42 in December. 15% more family unions came across the border last month than in November, but the number of unaccompanied minors fell by 14%. The agency said only 252 minors were in its custody on an average day in December compared to 926 in November. The numbers show 496,000 migrant encounters in the past three months. The first quarter of fiscal year 2022. That's a one, that's a 137% increase over October, December, 2021, when border agents encountered 209,342 migrants. So there it goes with the 137% increase over October, December, 2021. So you're comparing, um, you're comparing, is it the same month? Let me see. The, they're comparing one month to another month or are they comparing it to a quarter first quarter of fiscal year 22 numbers show 496,000 migrants encounters the past three months first quarter that's 137% increase over October December 2021 when border agents encountered 209,000 so that's just comparing a random month to another random month like October to December Uh, oh, no, they're comparing the first quarter to the first quarter. Is that right? Whatever. There they go with the fucking charts. Anyways, this was a shitty article, but Doc. Um, let's see. Uh, Doc uh, comments. He says, if you say... Oh, if you say overstaying is 68% of illegal, and if 38% of illegal immigrants came from the border, then why is it not a problem? Because that's not what's happening. Those numbers are trash. The telling line in it, 2 million encounters, in addition to those that were not stopped or detected. There you go with those fantasy numbers. It's a quarterly report. 
that's what it does. Um, yeah. Um, damn it. What was I going to say? Two million encounters in addition to those that were not stopped or detected. Yeah, no. In addition to those that were not stopped or detected. And we don't know that number at all. And how many, because same, going back to Pat's argument, how, how do we know how many of them went back? What about that? What about that, y'all? What about that number? All of them are coming this way or none of them going out? The same people. <laughs> you know, y'all have this fantasy number of them flooding in and we can't track them because they're undocumented. So how, how do we know how many of them went back? We don't know. Because we can't track it, right? So we're just assuming that all of them come and, and don't leave. I mean, I mean, we know that some come over here, you know, stay for a little while, and they may go back to check on family, but ultimately they flood back in. So how do you know that? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I grew up in predominantly Hispanic neighborhoods pretty much since my whole childhood. And just being around them, I, you know, I know of uh, quite a few of them that have been here since I was kids that I'm still friends with that their parents go back and forth all the time. You know, they go over there to take care of their land and family and stuff over there and they come back over here, you know, like, I mean, it happens all the time. I can't, you know, I don't know the exact number of the people that do or don't, but I mean, I don't think America, I don't think we so much focus on how many of them that go back. I think we mainly focus on what's a, the, the effect of how many that are coming over. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The, uh, that's what I'm saying. Y'all are using these fantasy numbers. And like I say, you, you don't know how many of them going back. It's all just an assumption. It's all just a you know. It's there's no there's no data to support it. Um, your personal experience doesn't represent, isn't you know, can't be used as a you know representative of all the people that come. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you're in, you're in now. Go ahead. Yeah, the biggest problem I was having with you know, his debates, because even though he had, he did debunk a lot of the stuff that Prager you were saying, I, I don't think that he really gave enough to the undocumented people that's actually in the country, because you know, they saying that the majority of people, based on who they can count and calculate, have come on visas, and they overstayed their visas, but me and like 80% of America probably like we don't believe that all of those people are truly you know c come here with a visa like there's there's people running in and out of the border all the time like especially since uh, Biden has taken office so you know I don't have anything against uh, 
immigrants because I mean, hey, this that's majority of our country are immigrants. There's only one group of people here that's not immigrants. Well, make you know potentially two, but I can say for sure one. But um, I think there's a lot of undocumented people that even though they said there's one million every year that gets passed through, I think there's still probably a, a great many more that no one can give a number for because they're they're running under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this, see, that's the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Um, because, you know, like this is, it's, 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 it's not simple. So we, we like to simplify things and, you know, make it, you know, just black and white. Um, yeah, but it's like, not like this, like this guy, this, like this guy here in the video, like he tried to simplify it and made it like, it's so true just because of the numbers that he can prove that they do uh you know you know allow in legally but you can't account for something there is no account for like there's yeah. people who who come that do not get accounted for so you can't yeah, yeah. so but 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 i'm but, wondering how do how do okay so we have all of these illegals right so what systems are in place where these illegals they come here and they get they have uh they get you know government assistance funding all of these things so it's, that's that's another thing that i that i yeah yeah so but that's pat's argument i want to argue back is um so but if you're just speculating you know the numbers you're just like okay so it's a it's a river of people coming through um, and we know it's true because we don't have no numbers for it. So, but then how do you know it's true if you don't have the numbers? I get it that, you know, these people could slide back and forth or whatever, maybe undetected, but that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't, um, damn it. I lost my train of thought. What's up, doc? Hey, I think I got it figured out. Yeah, man. You look good, bruh. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, fucking, um, I lost it. Oh yeah, I was rebuttaling Pat. Uh, the numbers. So Pat, you're like, so there's no numbers for these people. So there's a flood of them. So how? What can you? How? You know, that's like a total reach speculation when you're saying, oh, there's a river of them coming across the border, but there's no numbers that show it. Okay, so how do we know well, there's a river I'll coming over? Well, because for one, the, the, the people who are running the, the uh, like on the Texas border, the uh, border patrol, they are giving account for, you know, lately a, a bunch of people that have been coming through because they can't deport them. They can't send them back because the U.S. government won't give the funding for that. They still they are making an account. There is there is a number somewhere, but he's definitely not making an account for it. This guy in the video, he's not accounting for 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 the amount of people that um, the border patrol is saying that they are catching and having to let loose. And now they got some some form of 
of paperwork that show that they got stopped at the border, but they're still illegal and going into coming into the country. Yeah. Um, let me play a little bit of it, and we'll talk about it. I'll keep stopping it. Just tell me when you want me to stop it. No, I mean, you can play it all you want. No, I'm just saying, as we go through it, tell me when you want to stop it to rebuttal. Ever do okay. make a video that's an opinion video, I let you know up front that it's an opinion video. Well, <laughs> you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Exactly. I also See, get things wrong sometimes, I, but I do my to best to get things right. My agenda is the truth. So, he's he's already playing on the fact that okay, most of y'all are stupid. You don't even know what an opinion is, and you know he's saying it's based on based on truth. I think majority of it is based on truth. He presented a lot of facts. Most of it, I think, is fact. But you cannot. And I don't care, you know, look, you prove me wrong. You prove to me that there that there's a way to account for the undocumented people. That, that, that's the I mean that's that's but your my job. argument is is how can you say you don't have any basis for an argument because you're saying there's a flood of people coming over, but we don't have no way to 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 prove it. No. So how the, do you know that what, there's a flood? Well, well, for one, I know, that, I, I know that there's a flood because our border patrol has been crying for help about all the people that's been coming over there, that they can't control the flow of people that's been coming in. So I, How do you I know knew, that's not some shit that they cooked up on the news? Uh, how do I... Well, did they cook up the, uh, the, the Haitian immigrants that was sitting up there that they, you know... That that around and that's an example of that exposes how the the uh you know the border is not uh, a flood no, of people that, going through because no, that, those that, Haitian that people was, they didn't make it through. No, I think that was that was, I, that was a uh that was a like based on another video that you sent me that proved more so how racial because the the racial part of immigration. Because as long as it's, you know, as far as Biden is concerned with his racist ass, as long as they're light enough to come to pass, they can and, but pass. That's, that's the reason why I sent y'all all these videos. We finna talk about this all week. I swear to God. Because the his, you want to blame Biden. This has been, this southern border has been a historical thing. Let's talk about Texas a we, bit. We, what we about the history? About, we, we talk specifically about these Haitians that was just here last year or uh, three months ago. That's they didn't specifically make it, Biden. Okay, they didn't I'm make not, it through. I, I'm not I know, but I'm I'm not you know saying that the people over the last two hundred years had no racial intent there either. I'm not I'm not saying that. So don't make it as if I'm saying that oh it's just Biden. No. Look I mean I saw the videos. I saw the proof. I understand the history and understand it. So I'm not telling you that, you know, oh, it's just Biden. I mean, shit, I could talk about Trump. I could talk about Obama. I mean, I could talk about it pretty much every president because most of them have the same kind of views except for 
uh, you know, Trump wants, you know, he doesn't really care. He doesn't want no immigrant in and, without and, 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 coming in legally. And, and it, But specifically the southern border is what we're talking about related to this. Um, so, yes. but historically they don't like, they haven't been like, that border has been political forever. That all the presidents, let me play some more. Some YouTube channels have a different agenda. PragerU, which is short for Prager University, is an organization that creates shorts, animated videos to promote a conservative agenda. So what does PragerU's version of, quote, conservative look like? Well, their website says they believe in, quote, economic and religious freedom, a strong military that protects our allies, and in the religious values that inform Western civilization, also known as Judeo-Christian values. So I guess religious freedom is cool to them, but they like Jewish and Christian values better? Anyway, the conservative radio talk show host Dennis Prager and his colleague Alan Estrin created it in 2010 to fight what they perceived a, quote, liberal bias in the American education system. It's propaganda. Prager U is straight up propaganda. Their mission is not to inform and educate, but to indoctrinate. And honestly, I'm okay with propaganda. I'm totally fine with that. The problem with PragerU is that they present themselves as a legitimate educational institution. On their YouTube channel, they state, quote, PragerU is an online video resource promoting knowledge and clarity on life's biggest and most interesting topics. We gather some of the world's best thinkers and distill their best ideas into free five-minute videos on things ranging from history and economics to science and happiness. My point for reading that is that I've found a lot of people don't know they make propaganda videos. Unsuspecting folks may think they are simply an educational channel when they are not. When I first came across them, I know I thought that. And PragerU is highly influential, especially to younger folks. Their videos have billions of views. They also recently started a program to try to get their videos in more social studies curriculums. Craig Strazeri, the chief marketing officer of PragerU, said thousands of educators have already signed up, adding, quote, ideally every school in America would show PragerU videos in the classroom on a regular basis to help educate the next generation. So, so Pat, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Like the PragerU videos being shown in the schools? Well, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know enough, about, you know, because I've heard of them before. Um, they actually send me um, text messages about, I guess, joining PragerU, I guess, or whatever. But, I mean, just based on you're saying five minute clips i mean i don't know how much you can learn on a five minute clip that's you know gonna really be fulfilling or for, yeah or, their videos know. they're hardly longer than like 10 minutes like 12 i think it's like 12 14 minutes max i don't think i've ever seen a video so, longer I, than so I agree with i no, i agree i agree with what the, you know he's saying already i mean you know regardless if they were conservative views liberal views if they were uh judeo christian views whatever i mean you're not gonna get much out of a five minute clip on like real education you know you 
I mean, you still gonna have to do your own research. Maybe it's if it's more of an awareness thing, and they give you a bunch of. Resources but the teachers they use it as a as a support, you know, a support, uh, you know, like a, a extra tool. Like you know, they of course they're gonna talk about the subject more, but they use like videos like that to kind of like introduce the kids to the topic, or just like you know, kind of just like give them an overall gist of it, so then y'all can dig into it some more. So I think depending on how it's used, I think it, it, it that's my opinion on it. I mean, I, I watch Prager U videos. Um, so depending on how it's used, that you know, the, how the teacher uses it, you know, then it, it could be it could be a All good thing. Students. You know, they're kind of like a less fun version of Schoolhouse Rocks from back in our day when we were kids. Yeah. So as long as you set up a point counterpoint. So, you know, hey, here's this side, hey, here's that side. I yeah. actually would encourage using them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could you could definitely use them in that way. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. You could totally use them in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but, but if you're, but this guy is explaining, see, he's a, a high school teacher or whatever, history teacher, geography, social studies teacher. Um, right? Yeah, that was his thing. And then, uh, and he's, he does history videos and stuff. So, um, he's saying that you he, know, he thinks, and, and I know he thinks real highly of himself, but, but you know, yeah, so he doesn't think very highly of Prager U, and you know, so damn it, I forgot my point. Educate, like I said, more like indoctrinate. If you google Prager U debunked, you'll get thousands of videos and articles debunking Prager U videos. Often, however, the videos debunking Prager U are like 30 minutes long because of how much bullcrap the debunking videos have to call out. But that is precisely what I'm going to do in this video. I'm going to fact check a five and a half minute Prager U video called A Nation of Immigrants and try to debunk it in less than 30 minutes. In fact, way less than 30 minutes, although this introduction has already been way too long. A nation of immigrants seems harmless at first, but the more you critically think about it, oh my, it is so misleading. Hosted by Michelle Malkin, who is a daughter of immigrants herself, the video's main claim is that the United States still maintains the most generous immigration policies in the world. That argument is misleading. In absolute numbers, yes, the United States has more immigrants than any other country. However, a lower percentage of its population are immigrants compared to many other countries. Here's a sample. New Zealand, 22.3% of its population was born in a foreign country. In Canada, it's 21.3%. Sweden, 20%. Ireland, 17.1%. Germany, 15.7%. So what about the United States? 14%. Well, based on all that data, you could argue that New Zealand, Canada, Sweden, Ireland, and Germany all have more generous immigration policies compared to the United States. Today, the United States has more immigrants as a percentage of its total population than at any time since 1890. She's right, but context is definitely needed here. 
For a big chunk of the previous century, immigration levels were kept very low due to xenophobia. When the American government did allow immigration during that time, it allowed immigrants to only come from Northern European countries. For most of the early history of the United States, it basically had no immigration laws. Borders were open and anyone who could afford the boat ticket could enter the country. That all began to change in the late 1800s when the first major immigration laws were passed to exclude criminals, poor folks, and those classified as, quote, lunatics or, quote, idiots. Then, of course, there was the infamous Chinese Exclusion Act, which went into effect on May 6, 1882, which banned Chinese workers. The Chinese Exclusion Act was actually the only law to prevent all members of a specific ethnic or national group from emigrating to the United States. Still, most immigrants could easily enter the country, and that's why so many came in the late 1800s. It was and I didn't want to uh, overload y'all this week. So, but this one right here, I, I really feel like I should have sent it. But if anybody's interested in this, <clears throat> let me know and I'll send it to y'all. But this is Chris Hedges' Empire of Illusion, The End of Literacy and the Triumph of Spectacle. And what's mm. interesting, this video randomly popped up on my timeline. And it's from August 15th, 2012. And the relevancy to today is striking yeah so I mean, this is this is a decade in the making of this but i mean it was happening before then but yeah let, uh, let's uh yeah check him out bro this is good stuff be protected from lawsuits where's my they permit oil and gas companies to rake in obscene profits can y'all hear that? Place vast subsidies of corporate welfare. Sounds low. They allow our for-profit driven healthcare system to leave can hear that, uninsured right? and underinsured to suffer and die. I can hear it. Over yeah. 40,000 Americans died last year because they could not get proper medical care. The for-profit healthcare industry, like the defense industry, makes money from death and suffering. It is legally permitted in this country to hold a child hostage while their families frantically bankrupt themselves to save their sons or daughters. Any discussion of health care should acknowledge the fact that our for-profit health care system is the problem and must be destroyed. Only then can we have an honest debate about what comes next. But this will never happen. It will never happen because the industry's money and lobbyists drive the discussion, as well as the shape of the so-called health care reform bill. America is devolving into a third world nation, and if we do not immediately halt our elite's rapacious looting of the public treasury and our bizarre state socialism for corporations we will be left with trillions in debts which can never be repaid and widespread human misery which we will be helpless to ameliorate tens of millions of people brutally controlled will live in perpetual poverty a state of neo-feudalism this 
is the inevitable result of unchecked corporate capitalism. In his book, The Great Transformation, written in 1944, Carl Polanyi laid out the devastating consequences, the depressions, wars, and inevitable totalitarianism that grow out of a so-called self-regulated free market. Polanyi grasped that fascism, like socialism, was rooted in a market society that refused to function. He warned that a financial system always devolved without heavy government control into a mafia capitalism and a mafia political system. A self-regulated market inevitably turns human beings as well as the natural environment into commodities, mm. a situation that ensures the destruction of both society and the natural world. Mm. The free market's assumption that nature and human beings are objects whose worth is determined by the market allows each to be exploited for profit until exhaustion or collapse. A society that no longer recognizes that nature and human life have a sacred dimension, an intrinsic value beyond monetary value, commits collective suicide. Such societies cannibalize themselves until they die. We have been borrowing at a rate this more is. than $2 billion a day over the last 10 years, and at some point, it has to end. This was 2012. By 2010, because of the bailouts, stimulus packages, giveaways, and short-term debt, we will have to finance $5 trillion in debt. That is about $96 billion in debt auctioned off every week. If China and the oil-rich states do not buy this debt, the buyer of last resort will be the Federal Reserve. And this will have the effect of essentially printing endless amounts of money. Our currency at this point will become junk, a furious and sustained backlash which we can already see leaping up around the fringes of American society. Will sustain, be sustained by a betrayed and angry populace, mm. one unprepared intellectually, emotionally, and psychologically mm for collapse. This populist revolt will sweep aside the Democrats and most of the Republicans with the economic collapse in Yugoslavia that gave us Slobodan Milosevic. Incident. It was the Weimar Republic that vomited up Adolf Hitler, and it was the breakdown in Tsarist Russia that opened the door for Lenin and the Bolsheviks, a cobble of proto-fascist misfits from Christian demagogues to loudmouth talk show hosts who we naively dismiss as buffoons will find a following with promises of revenge, moral renewal, and new glory. How will we cope with our decline? Will we cling to the absurd dreams of an imperial superpower and the fantasies of a glorious tomorrow? Or will we responsibly face our stark new limitations? Will we heed those who are sober and rational, those who speak of a new simplicity and humility 
in an age of imperial as well as material decline? Or will we follow the demagogues and charlatans who rise up in moments of crisis and panic? Will we radically transform our society to one that protects the ordinary citizen and fosters the common good, that defies the corporate state, that dismantles empire? Or will we employ the brutality and technology of our internal security and surveillance apparatus to crush dissent and drive us into a new dark age? Social and political reform. Basically, that's it. Fucking the name of the show today is Diagnosis. And <clears throat> like y'all was getting on me before saying that, you know, I um so I'm so critical of the United States, you know, and I am. Um, and it's really because I care. And diagnosis, right? When you when you when you need it, what is a diagnosis? They're trying to figure out what the hell is the problem. You know what I'm saying? Um that's that's the stuff that I be focusing on, on this show. You know what I'm saying? It makes it seems like I'm saying the United States is bad all the time, but I'm focusing on the stuff that needs to be fixed. You get what I'm saying? If you aren't, if you don't get that diagnosis, then you can't get the, you know, prognosis. You can't get the, you know, the, uh, the care. You can't even, you haven't even started that going down that road. You know what I'm saying? It starts with the diagnosis. And, and I think as United States citizens, we ha we haven't, you know, uh, we're not aware of it. We, we, we need, we need to right now, we're only at the diagnosis stage. We, you know, not even there. We talking about it. You know, Man. we got to get them to talk to the doctor. We got to get them bro, to go to the doctor. Say, bro, that's, that's crap. Because there's, you, there's no way you can tell me that. The, even the people in the office, like most Americans know the problem. So you can see like the diagnosis has been in for decades. But the thing is, is that, you know, you have the, our country so split on everything that nobody can agree on. You know, like a lot of people believe exact everything they say in the news. And you know so that's some that's the half of the people. The other half is like, okay, this some bullshit. You know what? At least if we go with th these pe these people here, at least they'll kind of get us in this direction. Like we're always trying to, you know, you know, find a a, a solution or a t uh, some kind of uh, you know way around to use one politician to try to at least go in one direction but say bro a lot of people know like it, it doesn't there's there's no way that people don't know that the our country is sick everybody knows that maybe if they actually charge taxes to the uber rich or you know the big corporations that we could have paid the debt off 50 years ago and we wouldn't need to be in debt like i mean as many people that know all this stuff but it's too the, the the biggest problem is is people thinking that you know oh it's just gonna fix itself yeah yeah that's our that's our that's our biggest problem 
Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's pretty much saying the same thing because I'm saying we got we're trying to get them to go to the doctor. And that's the same thing that niggas do. They don't go to the doctor. They be like, they think it's just going to fix itself, whatever issue they have, whatever symptoms they're having. You get what I'm saying? It's the same thing. And it's kind of a fear. You're, you're afraid of, 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 you know, uh, you know, facing this, you know, having yeah. to, you know, yeah, if deal I say with too, it. If I say too much, we might have to actually go to war. We might actually have to, you know, run a coup on our own government to get these people, these, you know, people out of office, you know, what some people tried to do January 6th of last year, or they didn't really try to do it, but something similar to that where we actually get these people out of office and replace it with people who really believe in justice. Because that's like, we got criminals running our country and we expect that at some point they're going to be like, okay, we got enough money. We don't need to rob everybody, everyone blind now. No. That's what I be saying. They want How much is enough? How much is enough? That's the question I be asking all the damn time. So, but wait, what do you think about the Chris Hedges comments? There's a little part in this I want to play again, but I know he was talking slow and shit, but could y'all hear him? I like what he said about the value of life. And um, also, he's talking about how fascism, he's talking about how, like, it's automatically, if you let it be a free trade system, it's automatically going to end up being mafia types running it. Well, the part that that keeps sticking out to me is a self-regulating system because the people who are at the top who's making all the money and this that and the other are the same people who's making regulations for themselves right that's the problem well one of the problems exactly so um yeah so that's what i'm saying um so and then he's saying that and it's going to lead to all uh fascism he's saying that um it's populism it'll it leads to populism and he said it's the same way you know fascism has come to power in the past out of the same type of thing when you have this really super unbalanced economic system and everybody is pissed off so that's how populism um well yeah it's root and, and any anybody can lose except the people at the top like it's okay for the small business the guy you know who's you know cooking burgers in in his little uh food truck they can, they can, you know, it's okay if they fall off. It's okay if, you know, the burger shop that, you know, my neighbor got, you know, around the corner. It's okay if all these, you know, the little guys, if they're in and out of business, but they, you know, they all have support systems for themselves that have billions of dollars already. So they're good, no matter what happens. Let me play a little clip again, part of the clip that I played. Written in 1944, Carl Polanyi laid out the devastating consequences, the depressions, wars, and inevitable totalitarianism that grow out of a so-called self-regulated free market. Polanyi grasped that fascism, like socialism, was rooted in a market society that refused to function. He warned that a financial system always devolved without heavy government control into a mafia capitalism 
and a mafia political system. Mafia capitalism, mafia political system. That sounds like what we have. <clears throat> that, that's exactly what we have. Shoot them. They the biggest gangsters on the planet right here in the United States. In our government that yep. goes around the world, not all, not only ruining the lives of the people of the, their own country, but also going and robbing, pillaging, raping other people's societies that, you know, they can get rich on and leave those people desolate. Asked out. I agree so, with you. I, I can't make so, a comment because I... Mean, completely agree yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean I, i'm to I, 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 it's 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 our fault like i mean you know me you and the rest of our country that because i mean you know i say it because i mean i know that you know we have good intentions and but at the same time it's the people who actually the you know because the more we allow them to make all of the decisions because you know we only step up about certain things okay somebody got killed is that but like they're killing us every day every time they make a decision that that affects people that they don't see that day you know down the road sometimes some of these decisions that they make you may not actually be able to see it for a year two years so you know by us allowing you know these these people who you know, we've allowed them to even be able to, to pick who we want to be in office. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we can't have truly like a grassroots where we all get together and say, all right, you know what? We have somebody that is just like us. We want them in. And instead of checking the person in the ballot, we can write people in. We can yeah. write our own, we can write, you know what I'm saying? We just have to be able to start agreeing with each other that, all right, this is the right end that we're going to go with because this is our guy, not their guy. You know, the Democrats got their guy, the Republicans got their guy. This is our guy, and since we're going to vote, you know, we know, you know what I'm saying, this is somebody that we can chin check, and we know this is what's what, but, you know, we... We 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 too busy talking shit about each other that we don't we don't spend enough time to where we can actually, you know, talk shit with each other. Yeah. yeah. So like the name of this is it says Empire of Illusion, the end of literacy and the triumph of spectacle. And that title is the reason why I clicked on it like right away. I was like, wow. Um, like the end of literacy, that's kind of like what I was talking about in the other show about how we have this, you know, you disagreed with me, but I feel like we have this disdain for academics here in the States. And the other part is triumph of spectacle. So then like, boom, freaking look at what we was talking about for the first 45, 30 minutes of the show. The Chris Rock slap, you know what I'm saying? If that's not the triumph of spectacle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and honestly, like, I would have been okay without it. You know, of course, I think most people, you know, at least that, that, I mean, it's been a big conversation. Okay, you know what we said, but are we going to spend two hours or three hours talking about that? No, we're not. No. 
because we, we know that we we know that we have a bigger job than that. Yeah, there's more going on than that. Yeah. Um, let me play a little bit more of that clip. Same clip. A self-regulated market inevitably turns human beings, as well as the natural environment, into commodities. It turns human beings, as well as the environment, into commodities. And I believe that's what has happened. A situation that ensures the destruction of both society and the natural world. So they're, they're both are going to be destroyed when you treat them as commodities. The free market's assumption that nature and human beings are objects whose worth is determined by the market allows each to be exploited for profit. They, they determine, the market determines your value. Until exhaustion or collapse. A society that no longer recognizes that nature and human life have a sacred dimension and I think I think that's that's you a, know that's a big point right there. I mean, you know, say, bro, they forget about like there's really like there's no point of like if there's no humans to you know be here to live to have their experiences and like us be able to share you know ideas or time with each other. And that's what I'd be saying, because we walk around and act like this individual ass attitude, but you don't you don't make your shoes. You thankful for that. You act like you mad and shit all the damn time. But this guy from Amazon just drove a truck from across the city to bring you some shit like you wouldn't have. You can't do none of that on your own, period. You don't know how to make clothes. You don't know how to slaughter an animal. Somebody is doing all of that for you. Yeah. 